0: Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Spoiler Force Podcast. You can find more episodes on any podcasting platform such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe and make sure to follow Spoiler Force Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch.
1: This is Anne Yatko and you're listening to Spoiler Force Podcast.
0: so this is episode 92 of spoiler force podcast my name is ricky and thank you for tuning in this week's guest is someone i'm extremely happy to have uh if you've been following the Jujutsu kaisen anime series or if you, even if you read it uh it's one of the hot animes right now and after having adam MacArthur last time i was so happy to have this guest on she's The voice of nobara she's done uh voices for games like naraka blade point she's even in genshin impact which is one of my favorite games so let me introduce my guest here and yatko thank you so much for being on the podcast
1: thank you so much for having me I'm I'm trying to work my way through Inazuma right now.
0: (laughs) Uh, See, I'm so behind on Genshin right now because I I get so caught up with the side quests and everything, but the main storyline. So when all my cousins play and they're like, "Are you in Inazuma yet?" I'm I'm just like, "No, I'm not even nowhere near that."
1: (laughs) I didn't play for like six months and then when i booked it i was like oh no i should start up again and so i still have all kinds of side quests uh like backlogged and i was like i'll get to them later i'll just i'll get back to them later but i just need to get to Inazuma.
0: <laughs> <laughs> have you gotten uh aika yet have you I pulled did. Her? I you got did- her oh my gosh
1: <laughs> I, you just, like- I, was, I was trying to roll for her for a second time to get her to see one and I, instead i got yanfei so i'm really excited because i didn't have her yet
0: I I pull I didn't pull Yanfei, but I pulled the other four star that came with uh oh Changyun, I love him. Yeah, yeah, I I pulled that with uh with the banner, but uh yeah, man, Genshin the the <laughs> selection of characters and like I I can go on forever with Genshin because oh, like it, it's one of it's one of those games that like I honestly I I have all my cousins are they're bigger gamer nerds than I am and <laughs> they like built their PCs for gaming and for oh, stuff hey. like that so. When they told me about Genshin the first time, I I just played it just because they were playing it, and then by the time I knew it, I was hooked. And then
1: since it's a gotcha <laughs>
0: game system, I you know threw money in there, and then by the time mm-hmm. I knew it, I'm like I can't quit now. I already <laughs> put money. You in invested, game. man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but like it, it is worth, I guess you could say it is somewhat worth the the price to pay because like these there's so many champions to, or characters to pick. Storyline is amazing for that oh, game, man. and then the lore is so deep. Oh yeah, I. I I, I love like the just like one of my favorite I guess storylines in there was when you find out that when Zhongli is a is a god too oh, so Zhongli is one of my favorite characters in the game
1: he's so great I wish I had him
0: oh you don't, <laughs> I, don't. I, I got so lucky with with Zhongli like I, I was trying to because I, I I think I think his banner was before Tartaglia so I pulled Zhongli and then when Tartaglia came out I was I actually used a little bit more money than i should have but then i kind of regret it because I, now i just wasted primos and my and my pity on tartaglia on at that time because i don't even use them now oh, So no. yeah <laughs> so i'm like I'm trying to like stay smart about this this next couple banners mm. that are coming up because i know yeah. that aika is the hot one right now but there's also yeah. the other inazuma characters coming out and so i'm like mm. man I, I, sh- I should probably save my primos <laughs> for those characters <laughs> <laughs> i feel you since we're on this topic of genshin when you announced that on instagram how did you book that role or at least the uh, multiple roles because you play different characters on there
1: yeah 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 so um usually what happens is uh you know i got or what's common is i got an audition like i got sent an audition packet had a bunch of different roles in there um and then i got Uh, an email from my agent saying that oh they cast you and they want to cast you as these npcs i'm like okay great i didn't actually audition for any of the characters that i played um but i think they saw from the audition that i sent that i was capable of doing those characters
0: i i always i I guess the fan in me is like man i really wish they casted you as a character in there because you know with, with games now a lot of voice actors are taking that avenue now. Cause mm. I think recently they casted like even uh, Lily Pichu as a character as one of the characters in there for for Genshin, and then even like the, the Japanese voice actors like the ones that are in the like sub anime and stuff like that they're in those games. Oh so, yeah. So I always like I, I, when you announced that I'm like oh man they I wish they made uh, Anne into like a, a playable character because I, I, <laughs> I like it, it's definitely definitely more recognizable when you are actually like a new character or you're you're someone that's playable versus like npcs oh,
1: but sure. the fact that
0: you're still in the game is what's amazing so congrats on that
1: uh, thank you thank you <laughs> it was cool i actually like was it two days ago or a couple days ago played through the hiragi chisato quest i was like oh there's my voice
0: Hi. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your thoughts on i guess going from gaming to like dubbing for anime shows do you feel like there's any difference at all or do you kind of just do it the same
1: uh, I mean, the technique is slightly different. I mean, and some games you are 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 essentially dubbing uh, that I've had to do that for games in the past uh, where I'm essentially recording to picture just like doing a uh, recording for anime. But a lot of times with uh, video games, you're just reading off a, an Excel spreadsheet or a, a script that they send you. And like you and the director are, are talking you, nowadays usually just over Skype or or. Or for Source Connect, whatever program you're using, and uh, you're talking about like, oh, what is happening right before the line, and then we do a couple of takes, and then we refine it and get it to where the director wants it, and then move to the next line. Um, as opposed to for anime, you see that you see a preview of the scene or the line actually in uh, the original Japanese, and then uh, you then they play it again, and then the sound drops out right the time that your line goes in, and then you record your line in that space.
0: Would you say it's easier for games then when you're doing the, the voices for gaming?
1: Uh, I guess from like a technical standpoint, yes, yeah, because I don't have to worry <laughs> about timing or lip flap matching, any of that stuff. Um, but yeah, but I mean, they're all, they all draw from the same set of skills. Um, and I love both.
0: <laughs> I think that's great though. Like you're able to... Uh, lend your voice to both animation and gaming because like i guess that before like it's two different avenues but at the same time essentially right. it's pretty much the same thing with voice work but would mm-hmm. i guess would you prefer one over the other or is just i guess all jobs to you
1: not that they're all jobs to me but they're there's <laughs>
0: not, like, not, they're not jobs put it that way I, it made it seem like pretty bad but like no no
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, not to be but uh uh no I think they're I, I love both honestly you know and I um didn't for a long time uh and uh I wasn't a part of like the fandom for a long time but now that I'm here and now that I'm doing it and now that I'm in it I, I I'm diving head first into
0: <laughs> so pretty much whatever <laughs> opportunities and
1: yeah and I yeah. love the storytelling the storytelling that you can do in both in both forms is really cool uh, you know it's great that in video games nowadays there's so much like branched content right so like you can record like a response you know five different ways depending on the way the player character you know responds and so like you have uh, it's a choose your own adventure right so you have the option to uh, or you you can create all of these potential potential realities for the for the player which is cool
0: when you do video games, though, like the audition process, is it similar as well, do you, or do you just apply for everything?
1: It's similar. Most of the time, I'm getting auditions to me from my agent, and it's just a lot of times uh, you'll get a set of lines. Sometimes you'll have a picture. Sometimes you won't. You'll get a small description, and then any... Um, any other directions they have for you like oh we think the voice might be a little on the higher side we think the character has these qualities or maybe there's like a voice reference like oh I think this sounds like Emma Stone you know and so those are things that you can kind of use as a guidepost to help craft your audition and as the actor you can choose to follow all of the things they say or only some of the things they say if that feeds your performance.
0: That's great! Again, congrats on getting the roles that you re- that you recently oh, announced. Because I know, thank I you. know. Again, you re- you announced that you were on the uh, Neo: The World Ends With You game. Yeah,
1: yeah I got so, to play a few small roles in that, which is cool.
0: Yeah, because I I remember I remember when the first part came out a long mm-hmm. time ago on the DS, and I, as a kid, I was kind of upset because I didn't have a Nintendo DS, so I couldn't oh, play that I didn't game either. <gasps> <Yeah. laughs> and and I think during that time, that's been like. Kingdom Hearts was on Game mm-hmm. Boy, mm-hmm. and like Square Enix was doing all that kind of style of games yeah. for handhelds. So I really wanted to play with that game, but then I couldn't. And then even now, like that game even intertwined with the Kingdom Hearts universe. And then there's an anime series out for that too.
1: Yeah. So,
0: so I saw I think a it's couple really...
1: episodes of the anime series. It's really cool, and I was like, oh, maybe I should maybe I should pick up the game because <laughs> I think I, there's I, a they did a remastered version for Switch, right?
0: I believe so. I haven't, yeah. I haven't really followed the game as much, but I know that with the animation, I, I followed the the panels. I think I think it was last year or earlier mm-hmm. this year that when they announced it, they really stuck closely to the actual lore and like the art style of the game, which I really like too, which is yeah. great. But it's, yeah, when you it announced, really that, unique. Oh yeah, it's definitely like especially like the really thick outlines for the characters. Mm-hmm. The very, um, I guess. Future it has like that 90s futuristic kind of look yeah. to it. Like an old school anime, kind of like the cyberpunk sort of look. Uh-huh.
1: Totally. Yeah,
0: kind of like Akira or something like that. It has that kind of feel to it. <laughs> now, before we dig into more of the animation side of things, yeah. I looked up your bio and yeah. I had no idea that you went to like school for was it forensics? Was that i what went it was? to
1: school for biomedical engineering i have a bachelor's degree in biomedical engineering from marquette university yeah
0: and, and that's crazy because <laughs> you know especially being asian right yeah i i, I read them like wow she really got that asian part done like yep. that's usually like typically what <laughs> what Asian parents were like, see, I, you went to school for that. You got your degree I and then you it, just switched, you <laughs> you switched over to acting. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what made you decide to switch from that? From, like they're polar opposite careers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be fair. Um, so when I went to Marquette, I was initially pre-med. So I, I missed pre-med the whole time. Uh, so I thought I was going to go to medical school and literally the first week on campus i was like oh i like watching plays i wonder if they're doing any plays and i just like walked over to the theater on campus the healthier theater and i was like just looking around and this guy comes up to me and he's like hey i'm doing my senior thesis and i need i need a small girl to play uh um oh shoot what uh it's oedipus rex i need a small girl to play his daughters can you you got time you got time to to do that and i was like shh sure and so like my first week in school I had like a walk-on role uh at the very end of the play Oedipus Rex as I think I was Ismene one of Oedipus Rex's daughters so like at the end of the play spoiler alert he he, he like gouges out his own eyes <laughs> and so the daughters come out and they're like oh no dad no as he like self-exiles and leaves uh <laughs> but uh i would like take my homework to the green room and like do like my calculus homework and like and then go into rehearsal and all this stuff and i met my best friend on that show she was the other girl who played the other daughter (laughs) but anyway after that um that started my relationship with the theater on campus and then i just started auditioning for plays getting it taking acting classes i worked in the costume shop i can i i learned how to sew uh, all these kinds of things. And then um, my senior year rolled around and uh, my acting mentor, uh, Phyllis Ravel, that's her soul. She told me, you know, you're good. You should, you should audition for grad school. And I said, really? Cause that's expensive. <laughs> but she convinced me. So I auditioned for grad school and I got into the California Institute of the Arts, which is in Valencia, California, just, um, I don't know, like 20 something miles north of where I live here in LA. And uh, I got my MFA in acting. And then uh, after that, I realized, oh no, I need to pay bills. So I um, found a job using my other degree <laughs> and I was a forensic scientist for like seven and a half years while I was doing, like, I was acting, you know, kind of on the side. <laughs> uh, and I like got my, some of my first voiceover roles during that time. But it was definitely like oh, uh, I had a career and like that was kind of like my focus. Like it had to be my focus because it was a full time job. Um, sorry, this is like a very long story.
0: <laughs> no, no, it, but, it's, it's amazing because like I've said, especially being Asian, like the, you don't typically Asian parents are like against most of the entertainment aspects. And like sure. recently now there's there's they're opening up to it now. But I, I yeah. grew up my, my parents, even though they're more modern or more like progressive yeah. they still kind of had like those uh you know like you should be a doctor or achieve oh, high yeah. high degrees or success like that and i completely bombed that I'm uh, a college <laughs> dropout so, <laughs> so dad, sorry to disappoint every, you mom and dad but <laughs> every path is
1: different man you know it's funny because it's like um my parents didn't understand didn't understand for a long time like why I wanted to go to grad school why I wanted to take on debt because like I I got a partial scholarship but I it wasn't a full ride um but you know I persevered and I found a way to pursue my my dream of being an actor while still um having this other career and that helped my parents feel better about you know watching me Move away to the west coast, half a country away, uh, and you know, living my life out here. But you know, I, I, they it's not that they weren't supportive of me, more so that they, you know, rightfully so, were worried that if I were to pursue acting full time, uh, there's little net be- below me if I failed, you know, right? And so,
0: yeah, uh, that you know. that. That I understand, like, because that's what my my folks did for me, too, because I, I guess when I was trying to pursue other career options, they would mm-hmm. always, be like, you know, do you have a backup plan? What if this yeah. fails? <laughs> and, and, you know, at that time, uh, I'm going to get a little bit personal here. At that sure. time, like, I, I was I was very, like. Optimistic with the options mm-hmm. or with the career choices that I was making, <laughs> I was like, I know I'm gonna make something out of this. I, but that you know, I never really given thought about the whole safety net thing. And I, I and now that I'm older, I do understand where parents are coming from from that. But seeing like your your uh, career options go from one way to another, I think it is. Some folks have the opportunity to do that, and I think that's great to have a something to fall back on. Because if let's just say if God forbid you stop pursuing acting. You can Mm -hmm. still go back and use your bioengineering degree for uh, to make a living.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, I found it really hard to uh, just throw everything, throw caution to the wind, and only pursue acting. As uh, pragmatic as I am, so it made sense for me to have that that job for so long. You know, until all of a sudden one day I looked around and said, "Oh, if I keep going down this road, that's." that's my career for the rest of my life. Okay. And then that's when I started stepping away.
0: So was there a certain role that you, that you got that made you decide to do acting full-time or you just decided to do that?
1: It was the latter. I kind of just was like, what year was it? Maybe 2017, 2018. Uh, You know, my husband and I, uh, you know, we have a great relationship and he's so supportive of me. It's, It's ridiculous. But, you know, we looked at our finances and we were like, okay, I think if, if I were to quit my job, we might have like a year or two where we're living off of basically one set of income that, you know, I think you could like pursue stuff hard because at that point I was doing, I was also doing comedy. So I was doing, you know, and I still do, but I was doing improv and sketch uh, like multiple times a week. And so, you know, if I had more time then I could really like put it into taking classes and studying and like, you know, getting getting all of my stuff together to really pursue acting and voice acting. And so I eventually (laughs) ripped the band-aid off and uh resigned from my job. But it it took a long time for me to like let go because you know a steady paycheck is a steady paycheck. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, I I think that's you know, I think we need, especially in in our community, we need to like help kind of not help but like showcase that you can still chase your dreams without having to be worried about finances because I, I always felt like if yeah. you were kind of held back on fear of just like what if i don't make it you'll never take that step out and do it mm-hmm. so like i said I, I applaud you for being able to do that and thank and you. showcasing that you know we we need more asian faces too in the entertainment industry to show that we can make it out there so thank you for that but thank you to move on though sure you, you know i was because I, I, I only found this out initially because i watched uh i forgot what youtube channel was it but it was they had the whole jujitsu kaizen cast together <laughs> uh, on a panel and it was like you adam mcarthur uh, oh, oh
1: anime news network yeah yes
0: yeah you guys had like a 45 minute panel and i watched the whole <laughs> thing and when they brought that up i was just really again i, I was really surprised that you, you were able <laughs> to do both career options but you know how did you get that role for nobara Uh, you know because when when i looked at your your uh your resume right i guess Mm -hmm. your or the roles that you've played they're not exactly main leads but you it's like you have bits and pieces almost everywhere so how did you land that role for Nabara?
1: yeah so you know uh to take it back like those roles prior to jujutsu kaisen you know uh, i was starting to steadily like build a resume of you know anime work and also dubbing in like live action shows, um, you know, just working my way up, you know, doing small roles here, a supporting role there, you know, all that stuff. And then it, Nobaro came around shortly after I, I got my agent over at Box um, and uh, where I was starting to like audition more. And uh, this this audition kind of came to me because I had done a different show with the same studio um, a while back. It was a live-action dubbing show, but I must have gotten put on their on their on their uh, shortlist for casting, and so I got this audition. And I watched the first three episodes because I was curious about it. Fell in love immediately, and was like, "Okay, I got to do this. I gotta I gotta do this just right." <laughs> <laughs> and then I left it until the day it was due and then, and then I, I did the audition uh, and then I and then eventually I got a call that I got it no I just felt like when I was watching it and when I was you know seeing Obara's uh first episode episode three like I, I got it like I, I I recognized that character and like it resonated with me as like it, parts of me resonated with that because there there are parts of me that I feel like are very similar to her uh and and i was like i know i can do that and i did it and then i had to like put it away from my mind so i didn't think about it or obsess about it and then one day
0: (laughs) i'm thinking back to like what how when adam uh got his role as yuji and and Mm -hmm. you guys the way how you guys both got the roles were like just so casual it's (laughs) <laughs> like adam was telling me like when he got there for yuji he just got the call and by the time he knew it, he got he got booked and, and it's similar to yours like it's just you guys just did did what you guys had to do and by the time you knew it, you guys were called for the cast did you know uh jiu-jitsu kaisen was gonna be like as big as it was too
1: i didn't know i i didn't know because i i hadn't read it before i like did my homework and like i i i read like the Wikipedia article on it, you know, read up on like what what the show is about, who these characters generally were, so that I understood it. Um, But I didn't at that time have a sense for how big the series was as a manga. Um, and hardly any idea of how big the series was about to be as an anime.
0: For, for me, I, I discovered Jujutsu Kaisen through some friends on Facebook. They were, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, I, I made a post about like what to recommend for anime, yeah. and Jujutsu Kaisen and Chainsaw Man were the two that a lot of people were recommending oh, yeah. for me to read. So I read a little bit of Jujutsu Kaisen before the series came out, and then by that time, I was just like, I'm just gonna wait for the anime to be released. And so I watched, <laughs> I watched the sub first. Uh-huh. and then that's again when i got adam MacArthur on the podcast that's when i went back to watch it and dub and oh, yeah. again i i'm very uh surprised to see how well you you all have done for the show because just even okay. listening to your voice now it seems like you didn't have to change too much of it to be Novara. i can still hear I didn't, Novara I honestly your voice. Didn't.
1: that's <laughs> part of the reason why she like she resonates with me like is she like that lives like right there that's in my sweet spot <laughs> <laughs>
0: And speaking of resonating, her technique resonance, oh yeah I in, in, in that I didn't even in, plan in that finale, what was your thoughts on that because I could at this at this point when I talked yeah. to Adam, I couldn't even talk about the finale with him. I couldn't <sighs> geek out with him, so yeah, we, yeah. we we talked about like how him and toto were or Eugene and Toto fought the, yeah. the beast or the monster, but since the first season is done, I can geek out about the finale and how great <laughs> it was so uh, what what was your thoughts on on that? seeing like how <sighs> How bar is just like emotionally, immensely switched.
1: Yeah. So like at that point, by the time I by the time I was recording it, I had already seen it in the sub, and I had already read through that portion. I think I actually I think I'd already caught up fully uh, by that point. So like I'd I'd read the chapter that that or the chapters where that fight takes place. And so, like, I kind of, I knew at least what her arc was looking like, but to, like, see it in action and then to hear how the Japanese actress, Asami Seita, does it is, she's so good. Oh, my God, she's so, she's so good. Um, <laughs> and I was just, I was just jumping at the bit to be able to do this because I knew it was coming. Like, I, I knew that episode 17 and episode 24 were going to be my favorite things in the whole wide world to do. And I was correct. <laughs> 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 because just... The, she's so, what I love about her is that she is so sure of herself, like inside and out. Like she knows exactly what she's capable of and she knows and she knows that she can do it and she knows that she can kick butt. Uh, and so like for her to see, you know, that like the curse, that almost tattoo all like up down her face and uh, down her arm, you know, she has that moment of like, oh no. And then all of a sudden, like it clicks for her, and she's like, "Oh no, you don't understand. I got <laughs> this. I'm about to school all of y'all." <laughs> and to see the, her determination to be able to win the fight at all costs, at the at the at the cost of her own her own uh, her own well being, you know, to some extent, was like really cool to see. Like that's. The lengths that she'll go to to win the fight, to beat those curses—it's, it's so good.
0: It, yeah, it, the the way how Mappa animated that fight scene too, and and I, I like how you brought up the fact that she's so sure of herself because not only was she sure of herself, she knew that Yuji was. Yeah. gonna be the one that was like the pretty much the pivotal point of that fight so she mm-hmm. just kept using her technique over and over and you know seeing her like just stick the nails in her in her arm and play chicken against the curses and then yeah. um you know she she just she at that point i felt like she didn't even care anymore she just wanted to defeat the curses whether it mm-hmm. cost her her life or just to save yuji and you know the part where they both used the black flash technique what was your mm. thoughts on that
1: Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool. Well, just because, like, at that point, like, everybody had been getting these cool, like, you know, in in common parlance, level up powers. And so to see <laughs> no- Nobara be able to get her, like, get hers is so cool. Because she is, she is insanely powerful, and she's insanely smart and and talented. And so for her to be able to, like, see the situation and know exactly how she can play that situation is so cool. Like, she knew that, like, she could do this, you know, with the like doing the resonance into her own arm. She knew she could do this to distract them, to uh, to draw doubt into their minds, so that they would release the curse and let. And that gives Yuji the opportunity to just come in, you know, for the final swing. So, like that's that's about knowing your teammate. That's about knowing, you know, like her tactician. Her tactician brain is amazing. Yeah, just i love her
0: and and not just that see like they like again with the finale that's why or at least the final few episodes of of this first season like they give they give uh robbie damon's character uh, for for shigaro they give him his moment with the domain expansion and then when they give nobara her moment with the black flash and not just that they showed another technique that she had which was the hairpin technique which i thought was Really cool because it was already cool enough to see that she used Black Flash, and she's like, "Oh no, I got another one up my sleeve." And the hairpin technique kills the other, the the, the younger brother, Curse, mm-hmm. and I, I geeked out. I'm like, "Oh my god, they made her so cool in this." Anime.
1: <laughs> well, that's not the first time she used hairpin. She used yeah. it in, in uh, the Momo fight.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. With oh yeah, trees. against the trees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's but to right. see the
1: different applications of it, oh
0: yes, like, even the, the 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 school arc that they did, like I mm-hmm. I loved how since you brought that up like i love how she was able to fight on her own too like she didn't depend exactly depend on everyone Mm -hmm. and then when she whips out like the rubber hammer or the toy (laughs) hammer too i thought that was really clever that they did that and so yeah and and i I guess when the character like why i enjoy watching her character and how you voice her too is like she's not like typical female characters in anime she's again very brave she's tactical And she's very sure of herself. And and usually characters like that that are in in the sequence of like team characters per se. Like, for Mm -hmm. example, like Naruto, you know, everyone always trashes Sakura or like uh, in in Bleach, how like Orihime is one of the characters that people don't like. Nobara is essentially like she's like a main character, but just as a female lead in Kaisen, and that's why I enjoy her so much and especially how you again how you portray her um and, and I really okay. like how you still add your own twist to it because I I hearing both sub and dubs versions of the character like it seems like you, you stick really close to how the uh the sub or the original actress does it is that something that you try to do or is it or do you kind of just uh, use your own, uh, I guess, techniques for her for her character.
1: Oh no, I definitely like sh- her. Her her performance is the blueprint, right? You know, uh, and so you know, I I watch it and I'm I'm processing like, okay, what is she doing? How is she like? What emotions is she portraying? You know, all all those nuances, and then I just have to reinterpret that through myself and through the way I, as an American, would say it. So like, you know, even uh, to be so technical, even when when she does, you know, a uh, straw doll technique, resonance, you know, the way she says it, she says it in a very specific way in Japanese, where it kind of like, Da-da-da! it like ends on an up and like, I can't do that because that's not how you say resonance. And so I have to like, re like figure out like, okay, how do you say that in English? Like, how would I say that, you know, to say resonance in that same sort of like, ramped up way. And so like, that's how, you know, my performance came about. If is it pretty really challenging
0: sense. for you then to kind of like, because st- I, I I usually it's a ask- fun
1: it's a fun game honestly yeah. <laughs> like, which is why I love dubbing because like it's a cool <laughs> game where you're like okay I get to like uh very quickly because you <laughs> you oftentimes get one maybe two previews you have to quickly like decipher okay what is the line how did they say it what did that mean how do I say it in a way that makes sense for an American audience and go.
0: It's <laughs> very quick witted, which I, you know, because like again, speaking with dub actors or like uh, English dub actors, and, and and watching and listening to to sub first, I I really enjoy like the techniques that you guys use, and it, honestly, the the skill set that it takes to put your own twist to it, or to like to still make it seem alive in the mm-hmm. English dub. It is a challenge in itself, and that, and you know, now that yeah. I'm giving it more chances and stuff, I kind of start, I start seeing like, okay, so you know, it's not so bad, because you know, <laughs> I, I again, I, I I talk about being like a sub, per, like a like the sub person for the sub versus dub. Uh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely enjoy when when I hear English actors have their own, I guess their own uh, style to it, you know, and. Mm-hmm. And I, I again, like I said, with with how you do Nobara, I completely enjoy it. And, and thank you. you know, I I really think that you know, jujutsu, jujutsu kaisen itself, like it, the way how everyone does the cast, how how you guys all play these characters is, is amazing. And I, you know, it, it doesn't seem so because there's been past animes where other shows where other actors doesn't seem like there's emotion in it. It seems kind of like they kind of just read it out of a book and then just left but you guys oh. this, this complete cast here i mean you guys amazing cast and, and well, i mean that
1: and guy this cast is talented like, oh yeah from top to bottom and that's why <laughs> that's, that's why i wanted en- honor to be that- part of it <laughs>
0: oh yeah that's why i enjoy jujitsu kaisen's uh, english subcast because you know from you to adam to robbie damon to, to everyone man it, it you guys like I, I didn't even realize like how talented, how stacked this cast was until I saw that again that Anime News Network panel, and I'm like, oh man, you guys are this is actually a pr- pretty uh, stacked team here <laughs> to to do this anime here. So, you know, speaking about the cast, though, how, how does that how how does it for you? How does it feel like to work with like cast members that are you know very experienced too?
1: Well, well the funny thing is, when you're in dubbing, you are always by yourself. So, like I. Never had the opportunity to quote unquote work with any of my castmates, but uh, you can hear them in the in your can. I'll hear them in, m- in my headphones. Excuse me, when I'm recording, if they've already recorded that scene. So sometimes, actually, at the beginning, from from the beginning of my uh, no, of my episodes, for a long time, I was the first one to record uh, out of each of the scenes. For most most of the time, uh, probably uh, through the, the first third of the show, uh, just because like I only showed up at episode three, so I was able to like be the first one in while you know while Adam is still recording, you know, vigilian lines for Yuji in episodes one and two. Um, but yeah, so I, a lot of times I it was just me hearing only Japanese and no one else for a long time. So whenever I did get to hear. One of the other guys in <laughs> in what's already been recorded, it was always such a treat. <laughs> so, like that's like the only way, really, that I quote unquote work with my castmates is being able to sometimes hear them uh, in the previews uh, right before I record my line, um, and that's a treat because it's 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 nice to be able to react off of that off of something that you understand more fully than say you know a. A line read in Japanese. Is
0: is that due because of the whole pandemic, or is it usually just like oh, that, no, working it's, by it's yourself? It's usually
1: it's usually like that um, in dubbing. Usually, it's just you, um, you and the engineer and the and the director. But you know, uh, you record all your lines by yourself, and then they put it all together. Um, so that's it's that's part of what's tricky about it your um, It's not like when you're doing like a play. Uh, or even on camera stuff, you have a scene with a scene partner and you're doing a give and take and you can react super organically off of like, what they do. You can still react organically off of what you hear. But it's not like you're you're seeing your scene partner, you know, or anything like that.
0: Has there been any uh, table reads at all then? Or you, you don't have that with, I guess, with animation dubs?
1: In anime, I, I don't think they do table reads. I, in my experience, I've never had a table read for for anime for like traditional animation stuff. Yeah, I've, I've been to a table read, um, but not for anime. Well, because like, it's got a, such a fast schedule, right? Cause they, the Japanese version is already done. The sub is already out, you know, or oh, it's either one of two ways that I've done it. So it's either like a dub, like like Jujutsu Kaisen was, right? Where, you know, the episodes are already out and you're just, everyone, everyone is paying catch up, right? Or, you know, we're like, on a on a schedule where we're like five episodes behind the sub, and so we just, we have to keep keep the pace. Or if it's something where you do all the episodes at once and then release them all at once, like a lot of Netflix shows, um, you get that you get you know the the footage and, and it hasn't been released yet. Uh, so you only see exactly what you see in the booth. So like for a net a lot of times for netflix shows like i won't know a lot of context because i won't have been able to watch i had not yet been able to watch what came before for context
0: okay yeah yeah that 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 i can see why they do that because you're really just doing your part and then that's it yeah it's not like you're watching the entire reel and then like just doing it but I, that that's understandable. Then I, I just you know I always I guess it just gives me a different perspective on how you guys do it in, in mm-hmm. dubbing. Then because I always I, I guess it gets confusing too because like so many like live action shows they you know they tend to have table reads or they mm-hmm. all get to like be around each other so they get to know how how to interact with each other. Yeah, and I guess with animation then it means it, or in animation is just you're kind of just doing your part of or reading the well, line like.
1: Well, like if it's if it's like western animation or like original animation a lot of times they do do table reads for, for episodes um and sometimes they do cast records so for shows like probably should i mean i'm, I'm guessing because i've not been on them probably for shows like bob's burgers or uh big mouth you know those types of shows tend to have at least table reads if not also like the cast records in the studio at the same time which allows for more interplay and like you can do more improving between lines and stuff especially for shows like that which have that kind of feel to them
0: yeah because with animation then it's already done pretty much so you just have to like fill in the blanks sort of for for anime right
1: for anime yeah you're yeah, yeah. you're you're just putting your voice in <laughs>
0: Want a simpler way to record both video and audio podcasts? Then sign up with StreamYard. StreamYard is the perfect program to create podcasts, host live streams, and even do video calls. There are many tools to help you create and design your own personal studio. You can screen share, read live comments, and stream to multiple destinations such as Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can also download your video and audio recordings after each session. Follow the link in the description, and once you sign up with the basic or pro plan, you'll earn a $10 credit to use for StreamYard. Do you want to start your own podcast? Then sign up with Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has helped hundreds of thousands of users to begin their podcasting journey. With easy-to-use tools, you can effectively get your podcast onto many platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and more. You can view stats, create audio clips, and even have your own podcasting website. Buzzsprout also offers ideas, tips, tricks, and tutorials to help you improve your podcast. Follow the link below, and once you sign up, you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card. This will let Buzzsprout know that I sent you and also support Spoiler Force podcast happy podcasting if you're into anime manga or anything that's from japan otaku detroit is the place for you located at 513 west 11 mile road in madison heights michigan you can find a variety of manga books anime figures collectibles posters snacks and even authentic items from japan stop on by to see store owner matt and let him know spoiler force sent you now i i know that you're going to a convention next is it next week
1: oh my gosh it's next week yeah. i'm going to otakon
0: is is that your first convention you're you're going to? It is or... my
1: first convention as a guest. I've only been to one convention once. Uh like 10 years ago, I think. My cousin really wanted to go to anime expo here in Los Angeles. And so uh I let her talk me into dressing up in <laughs> where were we? I forgot what we were wearing. We were wearing these like cute little dresses, and then we like walked around, looked at some art. I actually went to, um, I, think what I, would, I think what I went to was the Adventures in Voice Acting panel. Uh, and I remember it, I saw, I heard Kristen um, Freeman talk and I was like, oh, this is really cool. Cause this is right, be- this is before any of my like uh, uh, any of the roles I'd ever booked for anime. So like I was still very new into like what voiceover was and you know, just kind of getting my feet wet in terms of like taking classes or like auditioning for things and then I was like oh anime that's a thing you can can get hired to do oh that's really cool like I heard him talk and he was like describing the process and I was like oh that's neat and then you know a couple years later I think I booked Knights of Sedonia I think was my first my first anime that I did like uh small roles in
0: so being being a guest, then that that must be very exciting for you to just because cool. you're invited now. Because I, I looked at the the guest list for Autocon and sadly I won't be able to go. But Aww. you guys have like, it's an amazing guest list. Like you are, yeah. you're going to be there. Adam MacArthur's going to be there.
1: KG's going to be there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and some of the, the Demon Slayer is going to be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so
1: and Final uh, Fantasy Seven Remake cast. Two? And yes, you, you were in that game too. I was I was a bunch of NPCs in that game.
0: <laughs> I, I, I forgot to bring that up. Yeah, that's right. You were in Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The, did you play that at all? We we my husband and I we don't have
1: a PlayStation, so <laughs> I haven't been able to play it yet. But my brother did, and then I asked him if he's if he like where he was, and he had already blown past the two areas where I had characters, and I was like, great, good job.
0: <laughs> i'm a huge fan of the final fantasy lore mm-hmm. itself and uh the remake itself was something that was long overdue and, yeah. and to to know that like when i when i was again when, before i uh emailed you to look up your resume and just to see that you were in the casting for that that that's again amazing and i i really think that's cool because a lot of the, I, I noticed that a lot of the people that i'm trying to reach out to a lot of them have like credits in final fantasy 7 remake and so they needed
1: a lot of additional voices yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. it's such a huge game yeah. so i think that's great that you, you get to be a part of that of yeah, that totally history for final fantasy 7 yeah but but to bring it back to conventions though mm-hmm. uh gonna be your first one or have you been booked for anything else or have you are, have you been invited for anything else as well
1: uh there are a few in the works but nothing has been announced yet so i'm kind of going to just keep mum about that but um there will be more i think
0: <laughs> how, how do you feel about conventions opening up again
1: it is a little scary uh i'm not gonna lie i have uh wrestled with that a little bit knowing uh, knowing how the state of the pandemic has kind of taken a nosedive lately um, but I'm fully vaccinated and I uh, feel like I can manage my you know like my area and so I, I'm going to do my best and try to I'm gonna definitely have a lot of hand sanitizer, yeah. <laughs> uh, have my mask on, you know, just try to be good. But I also know that like a lot of people are coming and I, I wanna go and it's it's a, it's a hard choice to, to have to, to make or a hard decision to have to like wrestle with rather. Um, but I think I'm doing what's best for me in going. Also, it's gonna be really fun I think maybe. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. I, I miss going to conventions. I, was, I mean, since the, I don't think I, I think the last conventions I went to was probably late 2019. Oh, yeah. And then, i was getting ready for the conventions last year and then they all got pushed to the dates that are actually just passed recently and I, I couldn't go to i haven't been able to go to any and i i'm having like the convention itch right now and i get really like salty about seeing people going to oh, conventions no, don't, and meeting people don't get yeah <laughs> i'm like oh man i want to go so bad <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's great, though, that to see how, again, to see you be invited as a guest, because I I think it's a really cool experience to or I would assume it's a great experience because, you know, when you go there as a Congo or you're experiencing just, you know, everything from Artist Alley Mm -hmm. to meeting the people that you want to meet. But then as a guest, you get to see how people interact with you and to see how your work has influenced or even changed people. So I think that's really cool. You'll be able to get to meet your fans.
1: Oh, I'm fully prepared to just burst into tears out of <laughs> happiness meeting people. <laughs> um, yeah. H-
0: have you thought about, I guess... I mean, I, I don't think you would, but h- would you consider cosplaying at conventions?
1: Uh, funny you should mention. Uh, I uh, have a, f- a costumer friend of mine is helping me make a costume, but it's uh, uh, it- it's not going to be done before Otakon Um but uh, <laughs> you hear it here first. Your girl is <laughs> going to do her first cosplay and it's going to be Nobara. <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah, I, I saw on your Instagram how you had the... Did someone make you the doll in the, in the oh, hammer or did you make that yourself?
1: Matt Rudd, who plays Panda on JJK, uh, he is also like a crazy amazing prop maker. And he made me a prop hammer and nails and straw doll for my birthday.
0: That is awesome.
1: Which is like the sweetest thing in the whole <laughs> world. And it, it looks amazing. And they're so lightweight. And I, I love that. Wait, here, they're like right next to me. Hang on.
0: Okay, perfect.
1: <laughs> I just want to show it off. Ugh. Let me pull the finger. Do, 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 do. Okay, so you've got hammer. This is the hammer. And there's the little heart on the top. It's so light. And then he also made a couple of nails for me. They're like, I think they're made out of like chopsticks. So they're like, again, super lightweight, which is easy for like carrying around if you're cosplaying. And the straddle. Those look so
0: legit. Like even the.
1: They look look amazing.
0: The hammer. looks like a real like hammer i, I yeah, before likes- you mentioned the weight thing i i thought that was like a real weighted hammer
1: <laughs> yeah just the, the way he like the way he painted it it looks weathered it looks used and like well used it's it's beautiful it's
0: beautiful <laughs> i think that's great though that that you're gonna that you're gonna be cosplaying navarro soon because again with with a lot of the japanese voice actors a lot of them do that too with their characters and Mm. dress up like their characters and and bring that persona to to life so i think that's really cool that you that you want to do that too
1: i totally want to do it are you (laughs) kidding me she's so
0: cool now i do have some uh fan questions here for you Oh um Again, like earlier before uh before we started recording, when you, when you hopped on the when you hopped on the, the video chat, I was still like <laughs> typing in some last minute questions. Um, one here is from uh, a good friend of mine, Julian Hester from uh What's in My Head podcast. He asks, um I out of the roles you out of the roles you've played, which have been the most gratifying?
1: Oh I mean uh probably nobara uh just like on like like the grand scale of things right like you at least right now you can you can classify my career as before jujutsu kaisen and after jujutsu kaisen right um just even from that like kind of mercenary standpoint but also because she is be, because i resonate with her so much because she kind of just like lives in me, and because she's such a wonderfully fully realized female lead character in an anime, who is who is feminine, but doesn't feel the need to necessarily be girly all the time, but also doesn't necessarily um, feel that it impedes her abilities as a sorcerer. You know what I mean? Like she is she cl- she lays. Claim to all the things, and I think that is such a cool thing for a character to say. And I, I want to live like that,
0: <laughs> you know. Yeah, isn't that one of her lines that that you uh say too? Like yeah. how she's like she can be both pretty yeah. and tough and strong. at the same time. Yeah,
1: uh-huh.
0: yeah. I, I really like how Nobara's characteristics like that how she doesn't let anything, wither her mindset of just being confident in herself and that again that's what makes Nobara so great is because she's so confident and she knows how good she is it's not like she's pushing to be great because she already knows that she's great Mm -hmm. so i have uh, another question here is from uh, my cousin michael he asks uh again it's regarding to nobara so he asks um let's see which of the characteristics do you enjoy playing more the serious side or the more funny goofy side because i know that in Jujutsu, Jujutsu kaisen there are moments where nobara is funny and goofy too oh, yeah. so, so what do you like which part of her personality do you enjoy uh portraying more
1: oh uh, uh, you don't make me choose what i love about nobara is that she is both at the same time like she can ping pong between these two modes like at the drop of a dime i mean i i love comedy and so being able to do these like really funny bits this really wild stuff is like it's great and i love that i i love that i get to do that and the super serious stuff and all the fighting grunts and all of the like called out move names all in one episode that's oh that's such a treat <laughs>
0: I, I think one of my favorite moments of her, like, comedic side is, like, uh, how the show has, like, the little skits at the end. Yeah. And how uh, her, Itadori, and, uh, and, um, oh, why am why I drawing? Gojo, yeah, well, I see one of the, my favorite characters. I drew a blank <laughs> on his name, but how all three of them assumed that uh Fishiguro was getting, yeah, uh, he was hit being a hit on, and they all jumped <laughs> in there and like they were all making a huge scene. Yeah. And I absolutely loved how everyone was like overthinking the situation.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, that's my, I mean, that's my favorite Juju stroll the entire series yeah. is that one. Because it's like, oh, yeah, get yourself a group of friends that will troll you at every opportunity.
0: <laughs> I, I read a comment that was like, like, I wonder what their other plans were. Because, like, I think they said, what, plan C or something it's like that? Plan, like, it was it,
1: formation B. Yeah. So
0: yeah which leads you to wonder,
1: well, what was formation A and why did we not pick that?
0: Right. <laughs> so, I thought that was just great how, like, all the characters, you know, are so lighthearted. And, yeah. And during, like, serious times in Jujutsu Kaisen, like, they still give you that relief of just being able to still have fun in that anime.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: And so, uh, the third question I have here is from a good friend of mine, Van Brooks. He asks, um, "Would you be friends with Nobara in real life?" Oh
1: heck, yeah! <laughs> oh my god, I would want to be her best friend. <laughs> Are you <laughs> kidding me? Yeah, because that girl tells it like it is. She will, she will never <laughs> sugarcoat yeah. it, and she's just, uh, she's just, she's so down. And yeah, I would totally be friends with her in real life.
0: So uh, and as we get uh, close to the end here, Mm -hmm. again, I just want to say thank you for this opportunity for being on my podcast and and just talking about not just your career, but You know, Jujitsu Kaisen and being Nobara Mm -hmm. again. Your the way how you portray this character is amazing, and I can't wait to see what more roles that you have. And especially with the whole gaming stuff coming out soon too. So, congrats on all that stuff. I really do hope. I really do hope you get a role in Genshin as a playable (laughs) character because I think that would be so awesome. (laughs) I hope. I hope that's the case because you know, hearing you, hearing you portray Nobara, I think that would be a very good personality towards a Genshin impact <laughs> character oh
1: if no borrow was against Genshin impact character.
0: <laughs> that would be very cool to have a crossover <laughs> like that and i have her hit hit the nails instead of being an archer and like it's just yeah. hitting all the enemies from from afar that'll be very cool That'd be but so uh but be, before we do end things uh if <laughs> fans or and listeners want to reach out to you can you let them know uh where to reach out to you at
1: Oh yeah, you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at AnneJayatko, that's A-N-N-E-J-Y-A-T-C-O.
0: And I'll have all the uh, links in the description and show notes as well. And again, yeah. do you have any last words at all? Any words of encouragement for people at all?
1: Oh, um, I mean, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. This was so lovely and it was really nice to talk to you for real. Um, But as far as words of advice, you know, <sighs> especially for those of us who grew up, uh, you know, with uh, parents that have a lot of expectations of us, you know, um, just do what you can and do what you can when you can, you know, there is no time limit on pursuing your dreams. I didn't start booking like more regularly as a voiceover actor until I was in my, uh, (laughs) my aging myself. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to
0: say, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> But um, you know, and so there's, there's, there's time, there's time for everyone and there's time for everyone to uh, pursue what they want in their own time. And don't feel like you have to do it the way I did it or the way Adam MacArthur did it or anyone else did it. Your journey is going to be your own. And that, that's what makes it special. And that's what makes it, you as a performer as an actor special and so tap into those things and that's what's going to get people to notice you
0: thank you so much for those encouraging words and again and thank you so much for being on the podcast so pretty much this is it and again (laughs) thank you guys so much for tuning in listening i cannot wait to watch more jujitsu kaizen in the future and and look for everything you do okay
1: thank you very much
0: (laughs) all right so uh thank you so much and you guys have a great day bye if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow, like, share, subscribe, and rate Spoiler Force Podcast. If you have any guest recommendations, comments, questions, concerns, or criticism, you can email me at rickyvang92 at gmail.com, or message me online on any of my social media platforms.